0: revolutionary talk for revolutionary times promoting peace liberty and prosperity around the clock liberty Talk.fm.
1: Jordan. here's Michael at the foul line, a shot on started.
2: What's up, what's up everybody, we are back, we are better than ever, and you know what, I, thought, I thought we'd start the show a different way. We have three segments where you get to listen to our beautiful voices, obviously mine over Xander's is one of a very incredible standard. But I thought, let's just bring up news, not world news. We're going to still pertain to sports and some entertainment. And what Xander's going to do is if he likes the topic, he's going to not only give a one-word response to it, but he's going to get into it a little bit, give me his opinion, tell me what's going on. If he doesn't like the topic, he just has to give me one word. It's almost like word association. I know you guys have played this game at home and everything. So we're going to start off with an easy one. This one's a personal favorite of mine. This has nothing to do with any other stance other than I love rap music and everything. Eminem, new album coming out this weekend. And he's one of the greatest of all times. give you two words. Not interested. Okay. Well, Xander, not interested. He's not very artsy. It's okay. He's trying to doodle something over there that I'm not totally sure about. But so Eminem, very excited. He really is one of the most prolific rappers of all time. I do like Eminem. Just don't really care music anymore. Okay. The name of the album is Revival, but we'll move on to the next one. Right back into sports. One of the biggest things going on right now that we have to talk about. Obviously, the Major League Baseball Winter Meetings are going on right now. But Stanton... A lot of stuff going on. Stanton, officially a Yankee. Words or opinions. Um...
0: My, I give a phrase, I say Yankees are back to being a Yankees
2: empire. It's like empire. they were that sweet little nice team that you could potentially root for last year, but now they're going back to those A-Rod. I think, to you know, I think
0: it might have been you who said this, but I feel like the Yankees are kind of the Cubs, like a couple years in the making. Yeah, They had the young team, they're rebuilding, but instead of
2: Hayward. the Cubs <laughs> getting Hayward, the Yankees got Giancarlo Stanton. I would probably make that trade 10 out of 10 times. Well, we did it in the World Series the first year with Hayward, so... And that's the argument I've had. I don't know if the contract's still worth it. Maybe one speech... I think it was. You didn't, I, you didn't, there wasn't like a public speaker you brought in to speak to your team before the season. Did they get the ring? That's all that matters. But how, was, how much was, did he contribute to it? I don't know, but it doesn't matter to me. Other than that speech, it is fun, It is what it is. I'm just ready for that contract to be dumped for other personal reasons. One being, I would love a number 34 Bryce Harper jersey in the Cubs fashion. But Stanton going to the Yankees. I mean, this is a disgusting lineup, especially since we don't completely believe winter meetings are over with the Yankees yet. Uh, Machado floating around, and I heard there's two sides to it, where it's fifty-fifty. How the Orioles would not send Machado to their a division rival because they wouldn't want to face him that way. I know you're going. There's one team I would love him to go to, and then there's the other area. If the Yankees, if they really aren't going to the Yankees, the Angels I think are a perfect fit. That's the team I've been talking about all week. They just got Kinsler, who I know didn't have a great year. The Ontanani. Really hit. You know what he hit. I, I know what he hit. 235. I, 235 with twenty-two homers, homers and 30-something RBIs. Easy. I under, 50-something. Anyways, I'm going to back Ian Kinsler up. I know he doesn't listen to the show, but I, I had your back. So just remember that this year when you were with the Angels. I Where do another, you think I was going?
0: I got another team. I heard the Chicago White Sox are making a major aggressive play for Manny Machado. And honestly, I love it. A little of an aggressive start, though, right? They're still Why? very young. I know, but Manny Machado is a guy you can build a franchise around. Okay. And the but White Sox. It's a one year deal right now. I know, but they could sign him. Like, if, if
2: he's going to be a part of their long term plan. Who knows if then, he wants to do that? How enticing know, is really. the bright lights of New York? That's just. I think it's inevitable that any team who trades for him right now is screwed because I think he's going to New York. I don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. it would be great for the White Sox. Obviously, obviously, if they could sign him long-term, there really isn't that third baseman they have there, and they have a lot of prospects coming up. Third baseman. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Wherever he wants to play, he'll play. Well, they're talking about how Tim Anderson over the third. They're saying that he would be an above-average shortstop, which is amazing if you think about it still for the MLB. I mean, it's great that he could play either position, and I think that would be beneficial to most teams. But um, put him in the Angels next to Simmons? I mean, that... That side of the field is absolutely locked down. I yeah. I think the and, angels angels are. I give them credit. They're because they're screwing over there. Mike Trout. That's what they're doing. Why are they screwing over Mike Trout? They've been a terrible team. He stayed with them, signing a long deal with them. They need to get some wins for the guy. They're trying. They're trying because some because we say this every single baseball season. You don't watch them because they're on at ten o'clock at night, and or also, they don't have like, any prime last, time Last squats. year,
0: they they ended up with four starters that were injured for the majority of the year. Like you know, some sometimes shit happens. Like
2: has bright or has Mike Trout been in the postseason? No. he okay. has not I'd like to watch a postseason game that hosted. I, I would too. Mike Trout. I'm just they're, they're trying to make it happen. Cause I'm mad that he went back to the Angels. This guy should have hightailed it to New York or How hightail are you,
0: are you in New York.
2: I'm not a Yankees fan per se. but I just know they're the like them and the Red Sox have so much money that it doesn't really matter. They want they're, you. They're they just got over there lamping. They're lamping. They're lamping lampin lampin on the East Coast. Curb your enthusiasm. Another news update just finished. Final their season finale. We just saw. Doesn't know. We don't know if it's a series finale. Oh, I got some news about Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, and Xander. Great time in Vegas surrounding Curb Your Enthusiasm.
0: For those of you who watch, you all know who Cheryl David is in the show. Her real name is Cheryl in real life.
2: I don't remember her if, last if name. You, if you didn't get the kind of pattern there, everyone has the same first name in the show as they do in real life. Well, Just interesting fact. Okay, fair enough. But anyways, I was
0: leaving the Las Vegas airport, getting about to get to my Uber. And I walk up behind Cheryl from Curb Your Enthusiasm. And it took me about five minutes to muster up the courage to ask her... If I was, if she was who I thought she was, and she looked at me and she's like, she's like, yeah, and I'm like I'm Cheryl, and before I could say anything else, she's like, yeah, do you just want to take a picture, and I was like, absolutely, I do. This is so my hand was shaking because it was a, the first selfie with a famous person. It's very nerve
2: wracking because yeah, you, you really don't. I got until that got situation, you only get one shot, and you don't realize how few selfies you legitimately take. Right, you're not a teenage girl. No, you don't take selfies, but. Utah. Good execution. Great picture. Great execution. Fantastic. We'll put it up on her Facebook page. For we'll, you. we'll we'll give you a little Cheryl. She'll become a fan of the Sporting Edge. We'll give her a tag. You know, maybe she becomes a supporter. Maybe we will get her on the show. Yeah. Who knows? She was going to the Bellagio. I was going to the Orleans.
0: A little bit of a different makeup there, but you know, I, I did should've get to gone, see her. Should have
2: gone to the casino. So, I don't, do you know what this new esports craze is? Like video M- games? NBA 2K eSports. The NBA is incorporating well, this new league. I think my college was getting an eSports team. It's pretty bizarre, but because we're Entourage fans here, Jerry Ferraro, who plays Turtle, was hired by the Knicks today to be their eSport League kicker or, uh, scout, head scout. Pretty interesting. I think it's what it is, is they're trying to connect fans more to the game, and they're bringing it to life. So the NFL is doing something similar, and I could be completely wrong. I just heard what the NFL was doing. The NFL is literally starting off a branch where, I don't think it's the NFL, it's just another football league, where there's these athletes, these players, and you have two people who are literally coaching from the sidelines, almost like a Madden game, but it's real life. So you call into the plays to the players, and they activate it. I think it's something along those lines. The NBA is really trying to get involved with esports, new technology, new era. I think video games and stuff like that are really on a boom right now I don't like it I don't like if you had a word for it I don't like it either I'm really am the athlete that just just keep playing just keep playing the sport but Jerry Ferrar getting more business that's not only in television and then finally wrapping it up before we get into more segments college football playoffs Lane oh, yeah. kiffin Florida Atlantic I just want to put that out there I think what, what, what about it that he had a fantastic season. He did. No alcohol. I'm not sure that was his problem, but it was some other problem. Now they're in a bowl game, and he's. he's I think he's going to mix it up. Yeah. Lane Kevin had a, eat a great year. I think, a think he's going to find a big program somewhere. That's all the time we have this segment. Everybody, we'll be back after the break, everybody. Hmm. What's up? What's up, everybody? We are back. And we're lamping. We're lamping still. I'm leaning back, Xander's lean back, we're just we're just hanging, you know, and lamping. So we're at college bowl time, not the big bulls, not the New Year's Day bulls, not all that hoorah that we're very excited for down the line. But because we are a gambling show and because we do pools of all sorts and kinds, me and Xander we have we have forgiven Jared. I know he listens to the show, we've forgiven him for his fantasy football pain in the ass syndrome. So it's a tough syndrome to get over. But he got over it. We're all of us are out. I apologize, Xander. It was a tough weekend for you and your
0: yes, and your but, squad. You know, I have to say I probably wouldn't have won almost under any circumstance. So
2: it takes a real man.
0: To yeah, just come I mean, out there know, and admit that. You know if guy scored 155 points against me, like huh. I'll give it to him.
2: It's a good huh. win. I hit a good Thursday night. That was about it. You had the high hopes and it was a great comeback to watch. But now we're in a pool. Not a whole lot of stakes. Of course, we have some money in there. But it starts... The confidence thing is the interesting part to me. Because you look at all these teams that you don't know, and you're not sure where you're putting your not confidence Not only do you team. not know, like you don't even know they existed. Exactly. A lot of teams get bowl games. There are yeah. 41 games. Right. And 40, really. There's 41 including the national championship game. So, just that little outlier there. But then you look at those big games... And so, for example, in Ohio State versus USC, I don't know where I am confident. I don't know if I'm confident on that. It's like so. I put those games lower, but then you're trapped having those no-name games going where I have right. no idea what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, you know, bowl season is fun, but it, it's kind, it's kind of a weird feeling because a lot of these games for these teams in the big scheme of things, I don't really mean.
2: I think uh, though, for the mid-major teams, it does. I don't okay, think that's I think for, fair. I think those top-level teams, you don't see it as much because. They have players not playing. You just don't know what what team's going
0: to show up, who you're like, what you're going to get from these teams. And I understand some, it. It's the just stars like, don't play sometimes. That's just, the issue. Yeah, it's just like an extra game. But like, what is it besides the significance of like just topping off the season? Like, what does it really mean? More marketing, more right. I understand ability to promote. I understand from the you know the money side of things, but
2: I also like the name of these Bulls, though. I, th- I think they get a little creative. I know a lot of them are sponsored, but let's get it started. Xander, I don't even know if you know who you picked for this yet. Probably don't. But the first bull, noon, December sixteenth, which is today. I just realized we do record. Remember, a little early for you boys, but and girls and girls. Hopefully Cheryl from Kirk Fusiasm soon. Hopefully, Grambling Tigers versus North Carolina A and T Aggies. Now that's now this is a significant matchup because one team is eleven and 0 and the other is eleven and one. Now you got two awesome major teams, and this goes into the discussion we were having, Xander, where these teams obviously aren't competing for a national championship or even for a playoff berth. But if we did the two-division things, these are two teams that could have been relegated. Or not relegated. They would have been advanced. They would have brought, been brought up to the next level. Sure. So we got a great matchup. I'm picking Grambling. In their series, they have won the last two against this North Carolina A&T Aggies. I don't know. They're like, why a and T? I I know A&M. What what does the A and T stand for? I don't know. I don't even. But know. But I'll, ta- I'll take him. Just, nope. just because. Just to go against me? Yeah. Uh, they do have the perfect season on the line. Again, this is a this is a significant bowl game, and you're probably like, why is that? These two teams are irrelevant. But apparently, what's like there's this cup that they play for. It's between <laughs> these two. I know it's pretty bizarre, and. It just happens between these two conferences. They're two best teams. They come and play. It's almost like the Rose Bowl in some sense, but they're super into it. I mean, looking at their last five, both of them have won their last five, and pretty convincingly, especially in North Carolina, so that can come back to bite me in the butt. But you know where we're at now. We're split on that one. We have other games as well, though. We've got the auto, and by the way, that last one was a Celebration Bowl. We have the R plus L Carriers New Orleans Bull. I think it'd be the RNL. That's what they call it. But we got the R plus L. There's no and sign. It is a literal literal plus sign. But I think they call it the RNL. Yeah, I don't know because there's the A and T. We don't have the. All right. So we got the R plus L, and enough of that. It's at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Obviously, it's in New Orleans, and it's between between Troy and North Texas. The Mean Green. The Mean Green. How many people out there knew that? I don't know, but Joe Green did not go to North Texas. By the way, he just gonna put that out there. So he, it's not the Mean Green North Texas machines. But in this game, Troy heavy favorites, ten to two, or ten and two on the year, whereas North uh, Texas Mean Green is nine and four right now. ESPN polls have it at ninety-one percent to nine percent. They're both. They used to both be in the Sun Belt Conference. I don't know what to say other than that the Sun Belt always rides through New Orleans. They're going to have a great matchup, I believe. I picked Troy in this situation. I don't know if you have your pick yet made for this one.
0: No, I did. I had the mean green. Um, so we're. we're
2: this is good to know. Let me just put that out there then. North, me and your
0: North Texas, 6-0 and this season when they've held their opponents to fewer than 30 points in a game. I think with this defense, um, I think they will hold the Troy Trojans under 30 points. It's going to be a tough game though. I mean, Troy had a pretty darn good season. Did beat LSU. Astronomical win for them. Um but I do like North Texas to cover this spread. I'll I'll
2: take the plus seven. That's what I like to hear. After that game, we have the Auto Nation to Cure Bowl, which is between Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. And if they're as good as their basketball team is in the tournament, this could be a game for them. And then you have the Georgia State Panthers, Georgia State where where something handed to wish and some Drake line. I just I was I was gonna botch that, so we kind of we pulled out of that as fast as we could. I got the Hilltoppers based on their basketball team. That's what I think you do in certain bowl picks like this. I know the Hilltoppers are 6-6, and and you've got the Georgia State Panthers who are 8-3. Or, that can't be right, we got (laughs) 6-5. I'm part blind, it's okay, if you didn't know that about me. I like the Hilltoppers here. I don't know who you have in this game. But the Hilltoppers are averaging 26.2 points per game, whereas Georgia State is only averaging 19.7. I think offenses in these situations, they come to play during the bowl game, especially since Georgia State's points allowed is more than the points they're, they're scoring. This doesn't seem like a matchup I'm too concerned about. I'm going Western Kentucky here.
0: Yeah, I like Western Kentucky too. You look at the quarterback for the Hilltoppers, Mike White, thrown for 8,200 yards and 61 touchdowns since the start of last season. It's ranked ranks third and tied for seventh in the FBS. Um, you know, White's thrown for 300-plus yards in each of his last seven contests. I think this is going to be an, an offensive
2: game, like you said, and I, I like Western Kentucky, minus 6.5. It's a great pick. Now, we, I think this is the most exciting game today. It's at 230. It's the Las Vegas Bowl, mm. right? Mm. This is between ranked number 25 Boise State Broncos and the Oregon Ducks, who are not ranked. And we already had our talks about the Pac-12 and how we think that USC is the driving force behind this, but you're right. There have been good Oregon teams. Their coach just left, um, I believe. So they're playing with an interim coach. Now, let me tell you, I am riding Boise State in this game because Oregon... Er, I lied. I'm riding Oregon this game. Get your words out there, buddy. I know. I was struggling there. I'm riding Oregon. Oregon's quarterback was injured, but he's returning for this bowl game specifically. They are one and or they are one and three in their last three matchups, losing to my UCLA Bruins. One of them being Washington, where they lost thirty eight to three. But I'm feeling very confident here. They score thirty six point seven points per game. That's more than what the Broncos are averaging, as well as they're only allowing twenty eight point three. Only uh, to me, only in these situations, I think if you're your scoring obviously the advantage would be that your points per game need to be higher than your points allowed. I like the Ducks here. The quarterback, not great. That's not a great a- that, analysis right there. On the most points wins the game train over there. And the most points win the game. A I think trade. Oregon scores the most points. They're also averaging 454 <laughs> yards per game. Go Ducks. I'm I'm on the Pac-12. You'll see through this show. I'm on the Pac-12.
0: Pac-12 sucks. But anyways, I like Boise State. Um, You look at their 13 games this year, they had zero turnovers in eight of them, and they have not turned the ball over in their last three games. I think that's going to be a huge, huge part of this bowl season is teams not being sloppy, and I think Boise State's a team that's going to come out and take care of business against this Oregon team. It is pretty powerful, but like I said, Boise State has had a pretty darn good season, Um, and I like the fact that they can control the ball. I think they'll control the clock in this game. And they're actually one of my more confident picks in this bowl. I was going
2: to say, what confidence level? This is one of those games where I was curious. Are you moving them up the ladder? Are you feeling comfortable? Could you put 30 points on this game? I think
0: I could put 30 points on this game. and It's a game that I think not a lot of people would probably put 30 points
2: on, but sometimes you got to risk it to get the biscuit when it comes to confidence pools. And in, Kate, in the point of the turnovers, and I know Herbert, the quarterback for Oregon, has been hurt. Only three interceptions this year to... Ripens four interceptions for Boise State. That's all the time we have this segment. Everybody, we'll be back after the break to talk more college football with you.
1: What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here—the long-awaited Bubba Report at bubba at the bubba We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubba at the bubba show.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubba.org. Make sure you get it, it's a must have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report.
2: What's up, what's up, everybody? We are back, and of course, always better than ever, and we're giving you kind of our low-end bowl picks. I know we're not the most exciting games yet, but we'll cover those along the way. We just want to tell you where to put your confidence, and so far, I'll be very honest with you. I know Xander was willing to put 30 points on Boise State. I have yet to pick a team in the last segment that I have put over 10 points in confidence. So although me and you are against one another... Doesn't really hurt me if I don't win these matchups. Just putting those out there. I know they're nice little picks. I mean, obviously, if you're on the other end of the spectrum, you're putting these at your top, I'm in a little bit of trouble. I think you can go off of either. I think if you're taking my picks, you go with low confidence. If you're taking Xander's picks, feel free to get a little How about spicy. get to the games? You want to get to the games? Let's get to the games. Well, the next one is the Gildan Mexico Bowl between Marshall Thundering Herd versus Colorado State Rams. Two interesting schools. Two interesting teams, both green. Just want to put that out there. Colorado State is the favorite in this, minus five and a half. They are the team I ultimately picked. I was feeling Colorado State. I know Marshall has that great story. We are Marshall, and that's going to lead to a lot of picks this year. I don't know whose bandwagon you're riding, but Xander, I'm, I'm going with the Rams.
0: Um, I'm actually on the other side again. Wow. I'm taking Marshall. Um, you know, Marshall's had a tough end of the season. They've lost four out of their last five contests, but. Three of these losses were by five or fewer points. And I just think this is a team that's going to come out, play hard on a bowl game, beat Colorado State, who I think is, is a better team. But Marshall Thundering Heard,
2: give me plus five and a half. A loss is a loss. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. But you, you're the team you love in Boise State, Colorado State took them to overtime, lost 59-52. to 52. Took them to overtime. Just wanted to put that into the universe so you can start to feel a little more comfortable with it. I like Colorado State. Our next game is the Raycom Media Camilla Bowl. Jeez, could you have any more names in that bowl? It is between Middle Tennessee and Arkansas State. Now, this is where I'm starting to flip the corner a little bit. I put 13 points of confidence on this, and it's the underdog I'm going with. I'm going with Middle Tennessee, Blue Raiders. Again, maybe this is based off of their performance in the NCAA March Madness basketball tournament, but I love this team. I'm going to go with them. They have a 37.6% chance to win on the matchup predictor. They're also plus four. I don't think that spread – I mean, that spread is shorter than the last game we just covered. And I'm feeling good, let me tell you. They're a team that can score, although they're averaging less points than, obviously, Arkansas State. But they're a team that can (laughs) score. They're going to get after it. They're quarterback. Struggled turnovers, but not as bad as Arkansas State. <laughs>
0: uh, we want to talk about teams that can score Arkansas State as a 21st-ranked offense in terms of points in the entire country. I'm in a little trouble Compared here. Compared to Middle Tennessee State's 155th. Yep. Um, not that that's a big deal, but I think I'm going to take Arkansas State. They got 35 touchdowns through the air this season, only 16 for their opponents, plus 19 on differentials, fifth, fifth best in all of college football. Um and I like Arkansas State. They've had a, a really good season. Be wary though.
2: Middle Tennessee only allows 212 passing yards per game. Better than Arkansas State's 242. And Middle Tennessee has won two of their last three, which is the same for Arkansas State. But I'm still riding my I'm riding my Blue Raiders. I, I don't know how I can ride a team like this. I don't know why I even have any confidence in taking this game. Go Blue Raiders. After our lovely Blue Raiders game, we have. The incredible Cherry Bundy Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. And I was questioning how many words you can get in the last one. This one, even more impressive, It's between Akron and Florida Atlantic. So, Xander, Akron, a great Ohio school, they have to travel to Boca Raton, Florida, where Florida Atlantic, not although not in Boca Raton, kind of gets the home field edge here.
0: Yeah, they do have the home field edge, but they're also minus 22.5 points. Akron... Forced 27 turnovers this season, and I think that's going to be the major key in this game. I know Florida Atlantic has one of the most dangerous rushing attacks in all of college football, but I just have a feeling Akron's going to keep this game closer than, th- than a three-score game. Um, so give me the zips, plus 22.5.
2: Let me let me begin, like I finished with last segment. A little rough, but let me begin. Lane Kiffin's team, very confident. Very confident in this team. This is one of my higher picks. You're very
0: confident in a 22.5 point yeah.
2: favorite. And that's wow. not saying a lot, but trust me, it's worth 38 points. The most points you can bet on a team is 41. I'm loving this. and I don't care what you're... I mean, obviously, you probably had a bull game. You don't want to take minus 22.5. That's why I could see you going with the plus 22.5. I mean, realistically, though, know, don't take the spread. Are you taking Akron? Uh, well,
0: you know what? I didn't think about that yet. It's the confidence. It, uh, I'll, I'll go FAU. Lower
2: confidence, though. Probably around 15. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not feeling you there. I love this Lane Kiffin-led team. He's a fiery guy. I was really not on his bandwagon last year. But all of a sudden, you come both season, you have a chance to win money, and I put it all in all my eggshells basically in his basket – it's a good day. Let me just tell you. It'll well, be, you put
0: the, egg, you mean the egg, it's eggs. Eggs in his eggs. basket. Nope. Shells, then no broken.
2: shells yet. If he drops the... Which he could. He could drop this basket. And I will never speak of the man again. But I'm going to ride with the Florida Atlantic. After Florida Atlantic, we got a day off before we get the DXL Frisco Bowl. Which is between... At Toyota Stadium in Frisco, Texas. And it's between Louisiana Tech and SMU. Again, oddly to me, I feel this is a little bit of a home game for SMU. And... To make it even more interesting, it is also another one of my high confidence picks as I have put 40 points in confidence on this SMU game. I don't know who you're feeling. I know the spread is only 5, making me a little bit more ballsy here. But I like the SMU team that's averaging 40 points per game.
0: Yeah, well, I like SMU as well here. I think this game's going to be a shootout. Um, you look at SMU, they're one, one of two teams in all, in all of college football that have a 3,000-yard passer, and two, a 1,000-yard rusher, and two 1,000-yard receivers. This team knows how to put up points, and you can kind of see that in the over-under, being at 70. Um, Louisiana, Louisiana Tech is also another team that can put up quite a few points.
2: there should be a fun one to watch, but I agree with you. I, I do like SMU in this one. Taking SMU, and I'm bouncing. And they haven't had a good last five. They've lost three of their last five, but they were against two ranked opponents. I'm feeling all right about this pick. And, of course, we move on to December 21st, which will be our last game we cover because then we can come back following week and bring you the next set of games. We've got the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. Now, tell me that's not a good name. You want to be the bad boy at the end of the day here. And this is going to be played in Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida. We're, again, I'm not saying anything about the committee here. This would be, I think this would be a crime in the NCAA March Madness Tournament. Florida International, technically the home team against Temple and it's going to have a home field advantage feel. Don't you think? It's playing in their state again. Temple coming from Philadelphia. It's a bit of a travel, yeah, you know? It's a
0: bit of a travel. Um, but you know what? I like FIU here. And you know, they tied their all time record for wins in a season this year. A market set in 2011. I, lo- I like the feel here. FIU. Just give them, give them to me, 28 points of confidence. How about that?
2: Unfortunately, so I don't have my confidence as high there. Temple actually a 66% favorite. They're minus 7.5 for this game. FIU, I did pick as well, to be honest. I like FIU, another scoring team, 27.5 points a game. That's averaging more than Temple. They have also won three other their last five it's a team I'm pretty confident in, especially with Temple coming off of a loss at Army in overtime. A little degrading, I don't not degrading, but a little disappointing. Maybe they don't come totally ready for this game. I definitely like the spread on this as well. Don't mind taking plus seven and a half. And again, that home field edge, I believe. I'm going Florida International. But that's all the picks we have this week for everybody. You know what we're feeling confidence wise. We gave you a little bit of the a little bit of the feel for that. Is the, it leads to my next question though? Are bowl games Going to cease to exist?
0: I don't think so. I think it's a huge money maker for college football, and basically that's all that matters. But at, at
2: a certain rate, it's only based on the viewership, though. I know it's the money is coming from these sponsors, but these sponsors have got to begin to pull. I mean, gr- this bad boy Mower Bowl, like these aren't like Verizon Bowl or. But if it's been
0: the same way for such a long time. Like, why
2: do you think it's going to stop now? Do you have any? I think the playoffs are going to wreck the rest of the Bulls.
0: And uh, I thought that the instant
2: that plan was made, and I think that's why moving to six teams is going to be beneficial because then you get those I don't those know if it'll
0: ruin it, though, because like, beforehand there was, just, there was a, just a championship game. It's like people still watch all the Bowls. They're still a big deal. Okay. I mean...
2: I mean, but uh, there's more to play for with this playoff because it was really committee voted on those two teams, and yes, it's still the same, but a playoff you get to show who is going to be the actual champion whereas if you pick just two teams based on a committee it's not so much like a given like you could have a miami team that you felt deserved to be in the championship game yeah, i know but I, what i'm saying is bowl season is still a big deal to a lot of people i'm just saying be careful just be weary of this is a stay woke type moment bowls i don't believe will be in existence in 20 years I'm putting it out there. I think all the main bowls will say the same. I think they do eventually expand to eight. But do oh, you mean main bowl. You said all Rose bowls. bowl, The BCS bowls. No, no, no. I'm oh, saying – No, no, no. You said all bowls. So then poor is... phrasing on my behalf. Yeah, but that's right. But I believe the Rose Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, Orange Bowl, all those BCS bowls will still be in effect because they can be used for the playoffs. But that's all the time we have this segment, everybody. We'll be back with the NFL after the break. And thank you for listening. What's up? What's up everybody? We are back. And I am finally, for the first time in about 3 weeks, other than the fact that I lost about 300 plus dollars last week on the NFL, I'm finally excited for the NFL week to begin. Mm. There's a couple of reasons. One, and most importantly, the NFC to me is still trash. Two, that feeds into the fact that Aaron Rodgers is back, baby. Resoundingly, he's back. We almost we took a scare. Almost losing to a winless Browns team, but Brett Hundley showed that his fourth quarter passer rating is no joke. As once again he led the team to a fourth quarter or overtime win. So thank you, Brett Hundley, for setting this back up. Now you bring back the greatest player of all time.
0: You also forgot one of the, probably the most exciting thing of the week: Saturday football.
2: It is two Saturday and, football. Two capitalizing on poor bull games. Three thirty, and at seven
0: twenty-five. We've got the Bears and the Lions and the Chargers and the Chiefs. Not really excited about the Bears and the Lions game, but I mean for Saturday, just kind of like an appetizer. Chargers, Chargers, Chiefs. That's a good game. Let me just say the Chiefs
2: that are on fringe. Chiefs so, cost, cost me some money last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're down in the dirt, But what happened to this Raiders team that they just handled? Derek Carr looked like a third string quarterback. You know what? Oakland, they just haven't put
0: it together all year. It's and it's kind of hard to watch because a
2: team that was eleven, and they really five. haven't.
0: I feel like they really haven't been the same since Garrett Carr got injured last year. It's a good point. I don't think they, they not, not even close. I mean, because that was a team before he got injured that we were talking about as being a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, they kind of reminded me of the Rams of this year. They were playing solid football all year, and like
2: now now they're struggling to play solid football. They are just they just don't look good. And this Chiefs team I don't have any faith in. They dropped so much, and the Chargers are clearly sticking it to me as I also took the Redskins plus 7.5 against them last week, and they absolutely poo-pooed on that. So Chargers maybe are sticking it to me, especially with the fact that now all of a sudden Phillip Rivers is in, in the MVP debate. And obviously with Carson Wentz going down, which we'll address here shortly, if he wins an MVP, I'll take back everything I've ever said. Philip. Phillip? If Philip wins, I have to take back a lot because I've just ripped the man to shreds. I will become an honorary Chargers fan if they will have me. I will buy a Philip Rivers jersey. I will name my first child Philip. I will take back everything if he wins this MVP award, of course. I mean, dear God, help the NFL if Phillip Rivers is the MVP.
0: I mean, he's got a shot. I mean, you look at their division. is It should have been better. I mean, this should be a top division. I mean, Denver at the beginning of the year had very high hopes, but the quarterback play has been so bad there that even one, even their top you know their top defense can't contain. Which they're not very good points allowed. Number one in yards against. Um, regardless, though, you got Oakland at six and seven, and you got Kansas City who started off five and zero now five seven and o. and six. The Chargers started off I believe zero and four. Now they are seven and six. Phillip Rivers, Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, all the boys. They're coming in hot. They're coming in hot. And this is a little bit of a scary team. I mean, Joey Bosa, I think, is kind of blossoming into one of the more ferocious defensive ends in the NFL. Um, This this team is a team that should be watched out for. I know that the Chargers typically fold the 10 up right about now, but I think this is the (laughs) year they're picking
2: up steam. If premature should be used in any situations, whether it's premature or blank— premature birth, premature losing your NFL season, thats should be like long right behind the San Diego Chargers. And I'm hoping it comes to fruition and they totally blow this as well. I just really don't like the Chargers. And they're not San Diego anymore. We have to apologize. The Los Angeles Chargers, which we'll one day eventually get. But to be honest, I don't feel that bad because Al Michaels still messes it up here and there. So yeah. if we're on Al Michaels levels, that's awesome. You know what? How about the Pittsburgh Steelers? After- I don't know how they won that game first off. Yeah, so I was
0: going to go back to the week where Big Ben threw five picks, and I wanted was, to just murder. The sky him. was falling, and people were wondering if Ben was going to retire. Like the next week.
2: Okay, let's now, be fair. That we were all
0: we all wanted to burn them at the stake. No, I know they lost us the survivor pool, but people were willing to write off the Steelers on that day for the rest of the year. Hands down, they were eleven and two.
2: There was also against a Jaguars team that apparently is very impressive.
0: Yeah, but they're 11-2, and two, tied for the best record in the NFL. They actually the lead with
2: oh, with the best record in the NFL. They're leading the AFC after a debaucherous by the performance by Tom Brady.
0: But yeah, we didn't talk about Carson once that much yet, but that's a— Let's
2: Bring it up, because Nick Foles is coming in. Think about this potential NFC. This is why I'm very excited for the potential of Aaron Rodgers. This is your postseason starting quarterbacks. You've got Jared Goff, second-year player— I understand he's having a great season. His first time it'll be in the postseason. You've got Case Keenum, who's a backup. You've got now Nick Foles, who's a backup. What do they all have in common? Backups. And? Oh, and they all were coached under Jeff Fisher. And that should be a a statement right here. Jeff Fisher should not get a job at the pro level. Jeff Fisher should not get a job at the college level. Jeff Fisher should not get a job at the high school level. And you know what? I'd be weary as a dad of a sixth grader. I'd be weary to have my son playing for Jeff Fisher in peewee football. He is the worst coach, maybe, in the history of the NFL, in the history of whatever. He is awful. But they all could make the playoffs, which it was set up by Carson Wentz. It is wild. But they could all perform in playoff games, and I'm not okay with that. Especially since the Packers need a little love here. I need Carolina or Atlanta to lose two games, which is very possible since we play Carolina, and that Carolina and Atlanta will play one another, and Atlanta also faces New Orleans. But the hardest part is I need Seattle to lose one more game, and they've got the Rams at home, and then they've got nobodies. They play Arizona, they play the rest of their division, which is just absolute trash. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be clenching. It's like you gotta go to the bathroom real bad. You, you don't know where the nearest toi- clench toilet and, is. Clenching, squeeze. I'm clenching for three weeks. Yeah,
0: this is gonna be tough. I always worry about Russell Wilson getting into the playoffs because he's he's a guy who just he would capitalize he on the situation. He, he just does it. That's all I have to say A Russell Wilson. Just no matter how he's playing, dude, the guy, I you know what? I would put my vote in for him as the MVP. I think as as, as many injuries as that team has faced, defensive side of the ball specifically, the guy is just always in the mix. He's always making plays, like, whenever you look. Um, yeah, like you said, Packers, I don't know. You got the best quarterback in the league. Got a shot. You got he's a amazing. shot in this but I am very upset about the Carson Wentz injury. Yeah, and which it's, we, should... it's like it, I feel like to, for me it kind of felt like the Derek Carr injury last year. You it's, got a guy who's remotely the same. You got a guy who's making a march towards the MVP. You got a team that's first place in the division. Is a su- this is might a be the dark, exact same thing? Dark horse for the Super Bowl, the young QB, and then in one play, it's over. It's been that year though. And I, you know, I saw the play when it happened, and it looked pretty brutal. Like I didn't know if I didn't know it was that. Bad.
2: I didn't know you would tear He got it was torn like in the air. Yeah, the way it was I, that's hit. what that's I said that's... I
0: thought you know maybe he maybe he comes away with a little bit of a limp for the for the next week. Like a week. bone deep bone bruise right. in his thigh, but, maybe. I mean that stinks, and especially when the guy's making a play like that, diving for the end zone. Um, it's beyond. Is Philadelphia is still a good football team. Like I'd have to say yes, but you know. That, that guy was the main reason, I would have to say.
2: Especially since they did endure big injuries earlier in the yeah. season. Losing Jason Peters. J- losing lineback. Jason Peters. They lost one of their main... Be- Michael Kendricks. ...linebackers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's tough. And when you have a quarterback like Carson Wentz, who is gelling and vibing and really... He's lamping. He's lamping. <laughs> and he was running through the NFL landscape... That's tough to watch, and it was like the Derek Carr thing because I'm not—I was never rooting against Carson Wentz. I thought he was impressive. I didn't think he'd be able to get past Aaron Rodgers as is. I just think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback of all time. But you hate to see that the city of brotherly love didn't deserve it. Not a lot of love there. He'll be back, and I'm hoping this isn't—they don't perform like the Raiders next season. I'm hoping they don't go six and seven to start. I hope yeah, they continue that, to be you know, a good the thing team. Don't, you don't even know when he's going to be ready. True, and this could be hopefully not an Andrew Luck situation where, where we maybe play week one and won't show up all of next season. But this is a tough loss. The NFL is only getting tougher. The Patriots' Tom Brady, is it time to retire? Comments, I don't even care. Throw those out the window. It was a bad game against the Dolphins. that cost me $200. But it's fine. He'll bounce back. Would you bet on him straight up? I bet straight up, second half over-under, which they missed by one. I took the over. They they scored 47. The over was 48. Mm-hmm. It was a tough all-around day. Yeah. The NFL is back, though, because Aaron Rodgers is back. That's all we have this week, everybody. This is the Sporting Edge at Liberty Talk. At FM and AM FM 24-7. Wits and Roz will be back with more information and hopefully better information next week. See ya.
0: revolutionary talk for revolutionary times promoting peace liberty and prosperity around the clock liberty Talk.fm.